This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 161. As a leader, are you looking for something bigger for yourself? I'm a huge fan of Seth Godin's work, and I want to tell you about his Alt-MBA workshop. It's an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for changemakers who have a fire in the belly. This is for people who are itching to level up and make a bigger impact. Four times a year, the workshop brings together over 100 leaders, people from different industries and areas of expertise. The end result, you're surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields and helping to support each other to become stronger, cross-functional change agents. This workshop is not about passively learning. It's about actively putting newfound concepts into practice until they become habit. The idea is to drink from the fire hose and rewire your brain to make new, better habits and have the platform to practice those habits. Over a thousand alumni have been through the Alt-MBA program. And by the way, there are no lectures, no videos. It's rolling up your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally in it to win it. They're now accepting applications for their upcoming session. To find out more, visit altmba.com forward slash your kickass life. And please tell them I sent you. This is the Your Kickass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self help and badassery. Because, ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy. Andrea Owen. All right, ass kickers, welcome to another episode of the show. I am so grateful that you are here again. I'm excited to have a returning guest two weeks in a row. So I think this is the first time I've ever had a guest two weeks in a row. I recently got to meet in person my friend Elizabeth Dialto, and I loved her so much. And I'm like, you have got to come on and be a have, have an interview that was last week. And then today she is helping me do my famous Q&A sessions. I don't know. Maybe they're famous. I'm pretending that they're famous. And we're going to talk about some really juicy topics around dreaming and staying committed to that dream when your family isn't totally on board and and a few things surrounding that particular topic. And I just, again, want to say thank you all for being here. I, You know what I love? I love when people tell me what they do while they're listening to the podcast. I recently had somebody on Instagram say, I always listen to your podcast when I'm on my runs. I had one of my other guests, Courtney, said that she met someone who, I don't know, during conversation, she, Courtney found out that that woman listens to my podcast and she's like, I always listen to Andrea's podcast when I'm putting on my makeup. So I I love hearing those things. So I love being able to go with you during these times in your lives, whether you're driving to and from work or you're on a walk or a run or working out or cleaning your house or I don't know what else you do. What else do you do while you're listening to my podcast? I would love to know. Come and tell me on Instagram or somehow find me on the interwebs and let me No. So should we get on with the show? I think so. All right. So without further ado, y'all, here is myself and Elizabeth talking about dreams, goals, and family. Elizabeth, welcome back. Thank you. It's been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Elizabeth was here last week and many, many weeks ago. If you missed the episode from last week, I highly encourage you to go over and listen to that. It was episode 160. We went over so many amazing, juicy topics. But today, this week is all about you guys and all about your questions. You know that I love doing these episodes, my listener Q&A episodes. And again, I will just uh, say this real quick. If you have a question for the podcast, you can head on over to the contact page at yourkickasslife.com and submit your questions for the podcast. We may not be able to answer them all, but we read all of them. Please rest assured that we do. And you guys heard about Elizabeth in the intro. So are you ready to jump in and answer some cues? Yes, I love this. I love this first one because... This was a thing that we touched on in the last episode about dreaming. And this one comes from a listener named Jennifer. And she says, it's kind of two questions. She says, how do you stay committed to your dream when your spouse or significant other is not on board? How do you continue to speak your truth and not just bite your tongue and abandon your dream to keep the peace? This is such a great, it's a smart question too, because this tells me that this person is aware that like the people you surround yourself with are so important to your success. Now, it doesn't mean that everyone is always going to support you. It doesn't mean that you're always going to support everyone else. So the thing is this, if you have to be smart and discerning about what you share with whom based on their capacity and willingness to support you. So if they're not super supportive, you simply don't share everything with them. You only share with them the very bare minimum of what they need to know so that you don't put yourself in a position to be drained, to be discouraged, um, and to create arguments or contentions or things like she mentioned. So that's one part. And so and, I, and I've been there, by the way, and I know how much it stinks. Like we obviously want our partner who like we value more than a lot of other people in the world to be on board with our dreams. Mm-hmm. But if they're not, you have got to find other people who are. Yeah. You need a freaking fan club. You need people fan in the flames on your dreams. Those are going to be the people that you celebrate with. Those are going to be the people that you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to defend yourself or justify yourself. You could just tell them and their response is consistently, hell yeah, get it girl. Yeah, you could mm-hmm. do this. You know what I mean? Like you need, whether it's a community of people online, local friends, family members, whoever it is, if you're not getting that support at home, you have got to get it somewhere else because you do need it. Yeah. And absolutely. I've had this happen to me a couple of times with, (laughs) with my spouse. So the first time was when I, when I first started my business and it was, it was rough. We were, the economy was shit. It was back then. Everybody knows when that happened several years ago. And you know, anyone who started a business knows that the first few years, it's not easy. We also had two babies and it was a time where he also didn't really understand what I did. So he's like, what, what, are, what is this? Like, what are you spending money on? I don't get it. And it was so devastating to me. And it was like this constant argument. And so I, I totally understand what Jennifer is saying about, you know, how do you continue to speak your truth and not just bite your tongue? Well, and that, I think that's the thing that so can be so devastating is that this is your partner. You know, this is your life partner. They're supposed to always support us and be on board, you know, and it's like we hear that all the time, like they should always support you no matter what. And sometimes that doesn't happen. And and sometimes yeah. we have these like rough periods in our life, especially when you're starting a business. And P.S. I know the person that asked this question and I, I know that's what it's about. <laughs> just So just my example isn't just, you know, willy nilly. 
But I also think to, yes, I, I would have, that is my answer too. You have to find the people who do support you and just, I would also say just to wait it out. And I don't think that it's going to be like that forever. And I think that especially for, for many people, the, the spouse, if it happens to be a man, I mean, not to stereotype, but, but it is in their nature to want to like, make sure things are stable financially and yeah. it can be really rough for them. So I think also acknowledging here's one thing, like being someone who's on the other side of that, I think what would have been helpful for me in my marriage was to have, have acknowledged his feelings. And I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like it was all about me. I was taking it completely personally mm-hmm. and I made him wrong. Yeah. And I think you bring up a really good point as well around, um, they just might not understand. Yeah. So even having a conversation like, Hey, it dawns on me that, um, there's probably some things about what I'm doing that like, don't really make sense to you. Is there anything, is there anything you want to know? Mm-hmm. And like laying it out for them and, and they might say yes or no. And, you know, even the question, the way she asked it, so I don't have to keep biting my tongue. Here's the thing. There's, there's something there in our last episode, we talked about needs to be right. There's a need to be right there that you shouldn't have to bite your tongue, but that's not necessarily accurate. Again, like you have to protect yourself and be discerning that if this person can't fully support you, that's Okay. You can accept that. And like Andrea said, you don't have to take it personally, but you do have to accept it yeah. and not try to change it and not keep trying to like push the envelope and get them on your side. Um, because when you start getting more results, then they turn around, share the wins. I wouldn't share the struggles. I wouldn't ask for their advice. Mm-hmm. I would share as, as things are going well, keep sharing that to give them the confidence and the faith. Like, Oh my God, I had this amazing thing happen today. And again, even if they're not like, that's great, honey, if they're still a little reluctant, it's fine, but share the wins, keep going and certainly have your people that will like celebrate all the parts. Yes. They're the ones that are going to have the parade for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next question is, was more of kind of a, it's two people and it was sort of a conversation that happened in, it was in my alumni Facebook group. And so Rachel says, what do you do when you feel like your dreams and ambitions are surpassing those of your family members and they don't know how to handle it? I've grown a lot over the last couple years, but some of my older siblings haven't. I feel like I'm showing off, quote unquote, showing off around them now, or like I have to act less developed or hold back. These are people I still want in my life. I almost feel guilty for growing. I don't by any means feel like I'm better than them at all. I'm just in a different stage of my personal development journey than they are. And it feels uncomfortable. And Angie piped in and said, I totally get this. My mom has actually accused me at times for being quote unquote, better than them, even though I'm Mm -hmm. not. Wow. It's so good. And I can totally relate to this and similar to even the answer to the last question. This is where you really need to be discerning. And in our last interview, we talked about trusting ourselves. So you need, I've, I do this thing with my clients called a life inventory, where we take a look at the different categories of your life and determine like, you know, take the state of the union in each category. How are things actually going there? And then last year at a retreat, I realized it's helpful also within each category to do a relationship inventory and go, cool. Like what are my most supportive relationships? And what are my most challenging relationships in each category? So you can actually notice, you know, who has earned the right to my full expression in this area. 
right? And so one of the things that's really helped me with this over the years, uh, I'm on a very different path than my family and I still love them dearly. So one of the things I did was I went, okay, where can I fully connect with them? So for example, my little brother, very different path from me. He is a stand-up comedian. He works at a bar. He plays music. Like he does all kinds of cool, creative stuff, but like people he spends time with are very different from the people I spend time with. Anyway, what do we have in common? I can connect with him around comedy because we both love comedy. Uh, I can connect with him around talking about our parents <laughs> because uh-huh. we both grew up in that same environment. And there's a couple other things. And so I looked at where do we have a connection that we can build and what are things that just aren't worth bringing up here because I'm not going to be met or, uh, or when he brings up certain things, what are the things that I kind of like will acknowledge, but then change the topic because I don't want to get into that conversation. So for example, I don't want, I don't get political conversations with my family. And so, um, if they bring something up, I'll acknowledge it and I'll just ask another question to change the topic. And it's not to be evasive, but it's just to acknowledge this not a healthy place for us to go. And so for example, with my mom, I'm willing to compromise a little bit. Like when I go home and I visit my family, my mom loves HGTV. So I'll watch a couple episodes of fixer upper with my mom. And that feels like quality time to her. And so that keeps the connection going. Mm -hmm. And so those were just like a couple simple examples of, um, where can I find the ways to connect with important people in my life in a way that's nourishing for both of us and not feel like I I can't be my full self. There's just some stuff that I'm not going to bring up with them because we don't have it in common, you know? Yeah. Yes. I I think that's all really, really great. And I, Rachel also said in this conversation, um, she's the original one that asked this question. She said, I will say things with complete honesty and without being an asshole. And I'm told that I'm being condescending. It's not my intention to be that way at all. And when I read that part, I was like, okay. So, I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. And maybe her family knows her tone better than, you know, and, and who, who knows there, there may have been a tone of condescending that you didn't realize. I know I do that sometimes Mm -hmm. and, and I don't, mean it at all. And so what I have asked, um, people that, well, it's my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know, what would be so helpful? Call it out in the moment. Like when it, and he started, started doing it and I'm like, Oh, like, okay. Like I can actually see, like, I think we're both right. And so there might be room for that. Again, I I wasn't there. So I I don't know. There might be room for that, Rachel. And then also, I I just wonder, too, if it's I think she said I don't she she didn't say it was her mom or or anyone like that. Like whoever is saying like you're being condescending. I I bet that it's their shit. Like it is they're feeling insecure about, you know, not being into personal development, maybe not being as evolved in you, maybe thinking that you're better than they are. And they are, it's really interesting how people interpret things. You know, it's like, it's almost like, are you hearing a totally different radio station than I'm hearing? Are you hearing yeah, a totally yeah. different language? And sometimes they are. Yeah. And it, and maybe it, like you were saying, it might just be, maybe, I don't know. What do you think about this? Like, would you, would you well, give her the advice of maybe you should not be really, I wouldn't ever advocate for her to lie, but maybe, maybe she should hold back on certain things. What do you think? Well, I think two things. I'm actually remembering, I think it was on, 
I don't remember whose podcast it was on, but I was listening to Elizabeth Gilbert and her and the host were laughing about how like nobody wants your books. So it's, it's like when we're on this personal development path and things are working for us and we're so excited. Pumped. It's like, we want to convert everybody. We, we want to convert people because we feel so good and we love these people and we want them to feel good too. So we have to actually notice where we're judging that our way is better. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Um, and, and realize they don't want our books when they start to ask because they notice how well you're doing or whatever. Like my mom will like then buy them my a podcast, copy. Yeah. <laughs> or read my blog sometimes and call me and like ask me for help in setting a boundary with someone. And that makes it solicited. So I'm also wondering, and this might may or may not apply to Rachel, but I'm sure it applies to some people listening. Don't ever give people unsolicited advice because mm-hmm. that is condescending and that is not helpful because there's an implicit assumption that you know better than they do. So just something that's really helped me is when people are sharing things and, and my little like, oh, I know what they should do here is going off. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll say something like, huh, I have some thoughts about that. Would you be interested in hearing them? Or I have an idea. And I say things like very casually, like I could totally be wrong about this, but I have a hunch. And this is kind of like coaching language, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, I have a hunch or I'm wondering, and, and you know, tell me if I'm wrong. And so you're just kind of lobbing it out I there in a very out, yeah. neutral way going, Hey, this, this might be relevant. It might not be relevant. I'm not, I don't need to be right here, but I'm curious. I'm curious is also another really good way to have those things. So you're like, Oh, so that's super interesting. So you're kind of you're meeting them where they're at without needing to be better. But I think you're totally right. People will feel inferior. People will notice that you're making progress in ways and in areas that they're not. And they'll totally project that onto you and going, you're being condescending because they feel inferior or they feel insecure. And it could be useful. Kind of like what you said with your husband, just be like, um, it would, I'm really curious what, what specifically did I say? Or like, how did I say it? that felt condescending to you just so you can kind of be sensitive to what their triggers are Mm -hmm. and then decide moving forward. Do I want to go there or do I not want to go there? So I think part of this also has to do with the trust conversation, which is just the allowing other people to have their own experiences. And it's challenging when you see people making what you perceive to be poor choices, but we also sometimes can rob people from like the learning experience they need to have if we're constantly jumping in because we think we know better. Because we think we know better. And I, I think that that's kind of a good kind of side segue to that question that I think so many of my listeners struggle with is that they are, they're, they're into personal development. They've seen changes in their lives. They've read all the books, including Elizabeth Gilbert's, and they see their family struggling with something and they're like, oh my God, I know what you should listen to. I know what book you should read. I think, you know, for, if, for those of you listening that, that struggle with that, I, and it's, I also want to add, I think it can be painful to watch someone that you love struggle when you have yeah. the answer <laughs> or what you think is the answer. What you so think is the answer. Kate Northup gave me a great phrase. It was like many years ago. We were on a trip in Costa Rica. It was like 2013. And I think this comes from Al-Anon and it's you, this is how you check with yourself. Does this need to be said at all? Does this need to be said by me? Does this need to be said right now? And if the thing that you want to say doesn't meet each checkpoint, then don't say it. Yeah. I like the last one, especially, uh, you know, given someone who really likes to talk, but (laughs) I'm like, does this need to be said? Always. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> never not. Never know. But it doesn't need I, to be said right now. Nope. <laughs> right. It doesn't need to be said right now. Exactly. And I think that here's here, you know, like, let's get esoteric for a second, which I know is your favorite. But I, I truly believe that there are some people who their purpose on this earth is to not be as evolved as we are. It's it, They're not there yet. That yeah. It's just, they're not ready. And I, I, I'm a believer, this is going to sound really woo-woo, that our souls keep finding bodies when the right. body expires and that it, if you are someone, I call them seekers, you know, like if you're someone who's a seeker, if you're someone who's, who's listening to this podcast and listens to others and then you are a seeker. And I, it's my guess that your, your soul has walked this earth many times before. And it just, it, that's how we gain wisdom. And I, I truly believe like in my bones that I was 11 years old. And I remember telling my pastor at church that, that I felt like I've walked this earth before in another body. And he he said, Andrea, we as Lutherans don't believe in reincarnation. And I was like, (laughs) Um, that's one of those things like, does this need to be said? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's for another, another time, but I'm totally with you. I agree. It's painful when it's your family though. You know, it's like, we want to save these people. We want them to be healthier emotionally and mentally and all of these things. And you cannot prescribe personal development. But you know what? I'm telling you. So back in the beginning of my journey, I felt that way a lot and it was very painful, but the more, and this is also an uh, esoteric, as you change yourself and your energy changes, your attachments with these people and your histories, because you're changing, they will have to evolve in some way to adjust to literally the difference in your energy. And so the best thing you could do is just keep focusing on what you're doing and not hide it. Like don't pretend things aren't going as well for you as they are. Share when things are going amazing, not to be like braggy, but just to be like factual and honest because then they get curious and then they want to know like, can you help me with this? Can you whatever? Like all those things I shared earlier, like the handful of things I have in common with my brother, when he went through a really challenging breakup last year, who did he call first? Uh He knew to call me and I helped him and he listened and he was really receptive because he knows that this is what I do. And so even though they might not be showing you, they might have way more faith in what's going on with you. And if they actually needed something, they would know where to turn. And so there's probably some pride that gets in the way, but your people will evolve with you in whatever degree makes sense for them. And so I think we get to our side of it is to just not judge them, to love them anyway, to accept them where they are. We might not understand. Like I wrote about this in my book. I'm like, get okay with like not understanding and not being understood Mm -hmm. because you can find acceptance even if you don't understand and even if people don't understand you. Yeah. And it also goes back to what we were talking about last week regarding people are doing the best they can and your family is doing the best they can. And I just want to say one more thing, too, about her question in the very beginning when she says, what do you do when you feel like your dreams and ambitions are surpassing those of your family members and they don't know how to handle it? This that ties back into Jennifer's question. the, The first one about maybe they're not the people. I mean, they'll probably find out because social media is awkward and like they see your status updates and things like that, perhaps. But maybe they're not the people where you come bursting through the door on Easter Sunday and tell them about your new job endeavors or new promotion or you know, whatever. It, it, it It's a different tribe that you have. Yeah. And also too, they're probably afraid to lose you. So anything you could do to reassure them that like, you're not going to leave them like your success or whatever might be different 
than anyone else in the family has ever experienced, but like, you're not going anywhere. Uh You're not going to outgrow them or outshine them, you know, even though they might be feeling that way. I also think, you know, I don't have like hard stats to back this up, but I've, I've read Elizabeth Gilbert is speaking of Elizabeth Gilbert. She's written about this thing, which she calls, or I think it might've been a researcher that, that coined the phrase tribal shame. And it's that biological thing that we all have as we are, we are hardwired to be in community and in group with each other. And mm-hmm. it's the old lizard brain that has never evolved. And when we start to change from the group, especially from our family of origin, then something gets triggered in everybody's brain. You know, your family members are like, why is this person different than what we're yep. used to? Let's push yep. her out. And then the yep. person who is different panics because the old brain says, if you are different than them and they push you out, you will die. Because back in the old right. days, caveman days, that, that, is actually what happened, but that doesn't happen anymore. So it's all just really interesting. If anybody wants to just to Google that tribal shame and to read about yeah, it, interesting. And there's some exercises out there that Elizabeth Gilbert has written about, but it is a very real thing. So, um, yeah, it can be, it can be really dramatic in your life. But again, I think the, a lot of the bottom line is what we want to emphasize is to find your, I know that word tribe gets thrown around a lot, but it's like, find your people, find the people who, who are, who have those things in common with you that will celebrate you. And you don't need a ton of them. I'm telling you guys, like you, like even one or two people who are soul family, right? There's your family by blood. And then there's your soul family. Like when you meet those people and you're like, are we related? And I didn't Mm -hmm. even know it, you know, like, Yeah. In another lifetime. Yes. So I want to tell everyone about, I talked about this last week, but it's, it's coming up tomorrow, the 27th. We are doing a free webinar slash workshop. Um, and you, I love the way you named it. Four things you can do to clear out the BS in your life and be more receptive to what you actually want. Do you want to tell people what they'll, what this is all about? Yeah, you I I know you have the bullet points pulled up. I don't have them right in front of me, but essentially it's about getting clear on what you actually want. Kind of goes to this conversation we were just having. We sometimes are stuck in the land of shoulds and supposed tos and not super clear on what we even want. So that's what I'm talking about when I say clear out the BS. Um so that you can really go after these things and like release all kinds of the stuff like with compassion and love and forgiveness for yourself and other people. So you can actually move forward on, on your dreams, your goals, your desires and all that stuff. Yeah. One of the topics I'm, I'm excited too about this, about this free workshop is about, you're going to teach like how to find out where you're giving away too much time, yes. energy and power, because I think that's such a hot topic for so many women, especially. Yeah. And you know, for years I've been working with women who are like the busiest of the busy and I am really able to help people ninja and figure out where am I just, where are these energy leaks that are so not obvious, but when I plug it up, it's like, Oh my God. And this is even for, for the moms out there, for the people with like demanding jobs or a lot of extra responsibilities for whatever reason it is like, you would be shocked at how many things in your life you're simply tolerating Mm -hmm. or just assume you can't take it off your plate and you really can. And it is life altering. And that is not an exaggeration. 
I can't wait for this. Yes, y'all. It's tomorrow, the 27th at seven o'clock Eastern. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash Elizabeth. I am also going to give away a signed copy of my book to one lucky person that comes live to the workshop. And like we were saying last week, this isn't just like lecture hall. Elizabeth and I are going to be engaging with you, asking you questions and and having yeah. you having this be a discussion of, of wild soul women. Love it. Love it. Yourkickasslife.com forward slash Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being here and answering, helping answer these cues. Thank you. And thank you for the women who submitted them. This is like not easy stuff. So super brave to share. Absolutely. So thank you listeners for being here. I will see you next time. And until then, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Wait, one more thing before you go. If you're still listening, thank you so much. I can't believe I forgot to say this when we recorded that episode together. But if you do sign up for that free workshop that is going on tomorrow, even if you're listening to this a few days late, the replay will still be available so you can still sign up. And we are doing a pop-up Facebook group for a week to talk about the topics that Elizabeth and I went over in that free workshop. So head on over to yourkickasslife.com forward slash Elizabeth sign up for the free workshop. There is a link when you sign up that you will get that will send you an invitation to that workshop where Elizabeth and I will be in there answering your questions about all things wild soul movement, wild soul women. So hope to see you there, ass kickers. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.